don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's September 21st and time for your Social in 6 update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape. To fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. They're going to be the first mover when it comes to smart glasses. Well, if you don't consider Google Glass. First up today from Theo, Facebook and Ray-Ban are launching a pair of smart glasses. Yes, this is an absolutely huge update from Facebook and one that I feel has been in the pipeline for some time. Facebook is teaming up with Ray-Ban and launching a pair of consumer-facing glasses and its answer to Snapchat spectacles. Now, unlike stories, this is by no means a copycat launch. You'll know that Google and Amazon have similar smart glasses. But what makes this incredibly exciting is the collaboration with Ray-Ban. Now, I would assume that Star has played a key part in this, especially as some have commented on smart glasses not being that fashionable. That aside, Facebook has been quick to point out that these glasses won't have an AR interface yet. But AR fans needn't worry as Facebook has also teased a new research development team and prototype under the name Project Aria, which could mark one of the world's first true pairs of AR glasses. Now, all this came out of yesterday's Connect7 conference, which focuses on AR and VR at Facebook. But it wasn't the only big story. In addition to these upcoming glasses, Facebook is also launching a new functionality that will let Spark AR creators share their masterpieces to Portal and Messenger, which was recently the subject of another major update I'll come on to later on in this podcast. We have no agenda in terms of making them go into our infrastructure or something. I mean, a lot of times companies um, force in companies that they're integrating to do stuff like that. I think it's primarily a waste of time. Eve, massive one here. Instagram tests free new homepage layouts with tabs for shopping and reels. Yes, Instagram is testing new layouts for its home screen that add dedicated sections for shopping and reels. So they've shared three new designs that represent how people are using the app and giving extra love to creators, videos and shopping. That is in Instagram's own words. Instagram has also been testing a similar layout in India, Brazil, France, and Germany, so countries where Instagram says it's seeing the most momentum with Reels. But this latest test is the first time Instagram has also pushed its shopping section to such a large group of users. Now, most variations of this new layout are pretty harmless and not that drastic, and involve just trading one button for another, which does make it clear which areas they're prioritizing. But in one variation, Instagram has crammed all six of its shortcuts so that's home, explore, reels, shop, activity, and your profile all into the bottom row. Now, Facebook's influence over Instagram has grown a lot in the last year, especially since Instagram's original founders left the company. And as a result, the app's navigation is starting to look a lot more like Facebook's app, which is famously bloated. And I do think that the more Instagram starts to add new features, it is going to have to rethink the way the app works so it doesn't become as convoluted as Facebook. When that happens, apps tend to lose sight of their USP and people lose interest in them. Instagram today is already very far removed from where it started. Still, this is just a test and these kinds of updates haven't always stuck in the past. When Instagram first added an IGTV shortcut next to the inbox, it didn't take with users. Instagram then dropped that shortcut earlier this year, perhaps to make room for reels and shopping. This is the, the next chapter for our services. Next up, Messenger announces Watch Together, a new co-watching feature. Yes, if you've been paying attention to Facebook Messenger this year, you'll know that the platform has seen its usage figures skyrocket as a result of COVID-19. Put simply, with many of us isolated, both Messenger and WhatsApp have become the easiest ways to communicate. In fact, Facebook reported earlier this year that usage was up 50% across these platforms. Now, capitalizing on the increasing interest of Messenger, Facebook has just unveiled Watch Together, 
Essentially, friends will now be able to watch video content from Facebook Watch at the same time using Messenger, which beyond being a fun and novel way to share the video experience, will likely be intended to push Watch to new audiences and aid discoverability. It's a smart move and one that especially ties in with Mark Zuckerberg's aim to make Facebook the digital living room of social media, an intimate space where friends and family can connect and enjoy content together. Along with the earlier Spark AR update I mentioned, this latest feature also sees Messenger becoming more than a messaging app. Now we'll pause there for a minute. Theo is just going to share with you some of our data and insights from last month's social media leaderboard, talking you through which brands perform the best on which platform. So you'll probably be aware we launched the social media leaderboard this year, which is an algorithmic table we put out each month to track brand performance on social media. This month, however, as well as posting our collective chart, which combines YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we've been taking a platform-by-platform specific look at August data to see how the brands in our top 250 list performed. Now, as you'd expect, things differed greatly between the platforms, particularly on YouTube. Unsurprisingly, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox occupied the top three spots, but it was CarWow and Foot Asylum that caught my eye at fourth and fifth, especially considering these are predominantly UK brands. But look closer at their content and you can see why. These are two examples of brands that really nail it with branded content that feels almost like it comes from a publisher, which is key on a platform that's often used to rehash and repost TV ads. Meanwhile, on Instagram, the vertical that unsurprisingly dominated was fashion and cosmetics, with the exception of Red Bull and Monster Energy at second and fifth, which, like many brands, have been experimenting with reels. On Facebook, more surprises came with Nao Nails and Pat Pat, a children's clothing retailer coming in at third and fifth thanks to a content strategy that largely includes posting epic nail art tutorials and, in Pat Pat's case, emotive UGC and storytelling for new parents. But my favourite story from this month's data surrounds Twitter, and particularly first and third place Spotify and Louis Vuitton, who saw their numbers rocket on social thanks to an association with K-pop and collaborations with K-pop groups BTS and Blackpink. Just the sheer mention of these artists led to tens and in some cases hundreds of thousands of retweets and likes. You can check out all the leaderboard data in full by going to our social channels along with August's main chart. Thanks, Theo. Now back to the stories. The minis are condensed, they're small, and uh, will really feel at home when you're already chatting with your best friends on Snapchat. Next up, Snap is testing bringing ads to minis. That's right. So for those of you that don't know, Snap Minis are a collection of lightweight applications from third-party developers that Snapchat launched earlier this year. And Minis were announced at Snap's virtual partner summit in June and are built using HTML5, which is what makes them light apps. And they live in the chat section of the Snapchat app. After a few months of onboarding partners, Snap is now looking to introduce ads into these apps. At the moment, there are six minis, including a version of the Headspace Meditation app, an Atoms Movie Tickets mini, a flashcards app called Tembo that lets users study together, and a TurboVote app that lets users register to vote with their friends. There's not much word on what we can expect these ads to look like and what the proposition for brands will be, but it seems likely it will follow a similar structure to Snap Games. Snap introduced ads into Snap Games shortly after it launched last year. Games also sits in the chat section of the app, and here users are rewarded for watching ads with things like extra weapons or lives in their game. What we do know is that advertisers that find the most success on Snapchat tend to be those that create experiences that people can share with their friends. So how many people are using IGTV on a daily basis? Let's figure it out. Now, IGTV launches automated closed captions. Yes, you might know closed captions better as subtitles, but whatever you call them, 
It's long been customary to include them in videos for people who prefer watching with the sound off. But subtitles also serve a vital purpose to those with hearing difficulties, which is why Instagram's latest update is being heralded as a win for accessibility. From now, every video posted to IGTV will automatically have subtitles that will appear when the sound is off. You can toggle this setting on and off in the video settings menu as well. Now, it may sound like a simple update, but the reality is the tech is actually quite complex, with Instagram deploying AI and machine learning to pick up slang and internet speak. Likewise, while this doesn't sound like a major game changer for brands, it's good to understand this in the context of what's been going on lately in social. Accessibility has been a major talking point lately, especially since Twitter unveiled audio tweets with no clear roadmap as to how it will cater for users who are deaf or who can't hear well. YouTube has also been the subject to a campaign to get the platform to reverse plans to take away community-sourced captions. If you've not heard of the feature before, users can voluntarily write subtitles on videos that don't already have them in place. YouTube says it's getting rid of the feature due to it not being used a great deal and for fear of misuse, while charities like the British Deaf Association have raised concerns that getting rid of the feature would be damaging to users who have difficulty hearing already. I say good on IGTV for taking the initiative. I made a better version than you. His name is Reels and he's as real as he can get. Oh, that's cute, but let me be real with you. You can steal from me, Snapchat, YouTube, and Vine, but one thing you can't steal is the power of friendship. Eve, finally, YouTube Shorts launches in India. Yes, Google is the latest company to launch its own short-form video platform, YouTube Shorts, in India. Now, the new feature mimics many of TikTok's most popular features, allowing users to make and post 15-second videos with built-in creative tools and encouraging them to add licensed music. Music for these videos will also be available through an in-product music picker feature. The picker currently has hundreds of thousands of tracks and YouTube is working with music artists, labels and publishers to make more of their content available and continue expanding its catalogue. But YouTube Shorts won't exist as a standalone app, at least not for now. Instead, the service is being bundled into the main YouTube app for Indian users, where it will appear with a prominent create button. Now, Google's attempt to steal users from TikTok obviously comes after Facebook tried to do the same by launching Reels for Instagram. Like YouTube Shorts, Reels does not yet have a standalone app, but is being heavily promoted in the main Instagram app. That's also unlikely to change too, as Facebook hasn't had the best luck migrating users to new apps in the past, if you remember Lasso and LOL. But while both companies are trying to cash in on the TikTok magic, neither of them have yet tried to clone the TikTok's algorithmic for you feed. Instead, they have relied on their own discovery tools for pushing content out to users. But that isn't working well for discoverability and growth, two things that are a big part of the appeal for creators on TikTok. Reels has managed to clone function without any of the culture, so I don't think TikTok should worry too much about them. Of course, in India, TikTok is out of the equation, so Google and Facebook's main competition in this market will be each other. Eve, I feel like it's been a massive week of updates, and I'm particularly interested by the Snapchat update because of minis. Now, minis is something that I've been quite excited about, but the, I don't know, the inclusion of advertising, especially on apps like Headspace, it just seems a little bit, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, you sort of expect these things are going to happen, but I wonder if it feels like, you know, we get to a point in social media where, where we often launch and see features launch just for the purpose of later putting ads in there. Yeah. And it's a tricky one because I think a lot of people feel the same. On one hand, you're kind of accustomed to the fact that everything we download is now going to have ads. Everything you watch is going to have ads, but it doesn't make them any more enjoyable. And I do think there's a, a worrying trend uh, with all the apps, really, all the major social platforms um, with like things like video mid-rolls, which are 
really lucrative for brands, but for the user, really disrupts the experience. And I think, you know, while obviously these apps want to profit over the advertisers and brands that they work with, and they are essentially creating these things just for more ad inventory, um, I think we should encourage brands and they should rather to actually create, you know, sponsored content, branded content experiences and actually contribute to the experience, you know, of these apps instead of just interrupting it with normal advertising. I think it's it should be more like native to the platform, but I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, I completely agree. It's been an interesting one, actually, because uh, you mentioned mid-roll there and it was a story that we didn't get time to cover. Twitch has actually uh, introduced uh, more programmatic mid-roll videos that uh, creators can't necessarily control. Some tech insiders have said there might maybe a bit of a backlash on that front when that launches. But yes, going back to Snapchat, it's interesting with this one as well because you know if you base it on Q2's earnings this year, I believe that it was Snapchat. Uh, for them, the area that they actually did quite well was advertising, and it was the user numbers that didn't meet Wall Street's expectations. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess you know they're they're looking to capitalize on that trajectory, and and again, like we said, raise a bit more ad revenue off the back of this. Yeah, definitely. And I think going back to that experience thing, I think that's why Snapchat does do so well for brands and ad results because they are sort of by design very you know inclusive and they're, they're very product driven. So I think it would be a shame for them to just fall into the trap of. Um, you know, just doing plain old mid-rolls and just normal in-game ads. But, you know, we haven't seen it yet, so try not to judge before it's there. Exactly, yeah, I completely agree. Those are your six social stories, guys. Now keep an eye out for next week's podcast with Don Boyd, who is the managing director of Kantar, which you will know as a market research agency. Now, I originally got in contact with Dom after seeing an article that he wrote for The Drum on humor in advertising and the fact that we seem to be losing our funny and humor is on the decline. So we caught up with him to discuss exactly that. Yes, very excited for you guys to hear that episode. But for now, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young and produced by Ollie Thompson. 